guys. Welcome back to another Weird Wednesday. I'm Ashers, and this is... Pato. Pato, how was your um, weekend after Halloween weekend? It was all right. Um, I uh, I just worked a bunch. I worked my uh, second job, which, uh, you know, it's a sure sign you don't have your shit together when you're 40 years old and you have two jobs. But... <laughs> Stop. <laughs> <laughs> That's me. So, no, trying to get that, trying to get that cryptic kind of money going. Yeah, which uh, was successful. So I could I can now officially say with 100 percent certainty that Dr. X will be at Krypton. Oh, my God. It took you long enough to to admit to yourself. <laughs> I know. I was like, well, it's a pain in the ass. But you know what? It's like, fuck it. Like I canceled everything I had to cancel. I, I put in for the time off. And uh, yeah, we'll be there Friday and Saturday. So although I'm getting in town like later Friday. I don't know what's going on. I know. Are you going on like that Bigfoot expedition thing or? Yeah, I am. Yeah. Okay. Yep. So. so we'll, we'll be there the night before. Um, we'll be there Friday night um, and then we'll be there through Sunday. But I think that I think our, our hype house Airbnb is until Monday. So I don't know if we'll stay or not yet through Monday. We'll see. Um, but yeah. either way, if, if you're actually at the CryptidCon event, yeah, uh, Dr. X and I will both be there. So that'll be great. But we're not going to have a table set up, but. I mean, you know, at minimum, you'll recognize me. I have uh, the red hair and uh, mediocre boobs, so. <laughs> right. I'll be wearing the, on Wednesday, We Talk Weird official t-shirt, which will be for sale if anyone wants to buy it off my back. <laughs> and we'll have, I'm going to bring a stack of stickers that I'm going to stick. I'm going to vandalize everything that Good. I can with. Please, yeah. And uh, who who all's coming? Um, that's a really good question. Uh, I think anybody who, who's anybody. I mean, uh, Manic Pixie Dream Ghouls will be there. Um, Contra Dust Design will be there. That's Danner and his stuff. Um, the Moth Boys will be there. Um, uh, Aaron Aaron Dees and and his wife Sarah from Hey Strangeness will be there. Awesome. Okay. Um, I mean, up on you know, way more people than that. I'm just that's just where you know I'm at right now. <laughs> so, and we're. we're where are we at with like with are we planning like something to do saturday night or what's what's going on you know on? that's a really good question and that's something that um i think that a lot of us kind of need to talk about i'm going i will we'll see stay tuned add me to the group text please <laughs> okay see if, you, see if you can get me in on that now that i'm officially a part of I'll the cool that. kids club that. yeah um, you know so anyway um so yeah CryptidCon, that's coming up that's uh less than two weeks away now so super super exciting so you know we'll just uh we'll see what happens it, it'll be great it'll be a, a wonderful time i'm super excited about it i fucking just can't wait i i need this in my life um you know but yeah me too well and that's kind of like what what made me definitively pull the trigger on it i was like no i need to go to kentucky for a weekend and get the fuck away from chicago all of this sure <laughs> all of this absolutely. absolutely gesture about wild wildly yeah uh yeah so the weekend before thanksgiving if you guys are um anywhere uh near lexington kentucky there is a uh, cryptozoology convention it's the biggest of the year it's called CryptidCon. and if you don't already know about it you should probably know about it but further you should probably go and then you can see us and uh pat will vandalize you with the sticker so <laughs> Dr. X. I mean, oh, I'm sorry, Dr. X. Why that? <laughs> <laughs> Back to that again. Whatever. That guy. I will be in incognito. incognito. I'll be in disguise. You could be like, you could like, you could have your Pat ego or alter ego, and then your Dr. X alter ego, and like right. one of them like wears the shirt one way because it's got a front and a back, and then the other wears the shirt backwards. 
I'm just gonna have a stethoscope around my neck. <laughs> Everybody wanna know who that is. <laughs> Fucking and a lab coat and a prescription pad for Adderall. <laughs> Well, see if you if you guys want to get in on some of that, uh, come to CryptCon. That's that's the right. thing that's happening. But uh, I always find the weekend after after Halloween is always very sad. I mean, it's very strange. It's like it's too early to Christmas, but it's now too late to Halloween. So um, it's a hard it's a hard one. You know, it's it's a rough it's a rough time. But I've decided fuck that this year. It's Christmas. Merry Christmas, November first. <laughs> Christmas. Well, it was also daylight savings time, so that was really awesome. Oh got- yeah. Oh, yeah we got that extra hour i was busy like i didn't you know we, my dogs were gone for three weeks we had them in like training school and they finally came home so that was awesome like cause I, I actually missed one of my dogs the other one's a fucking con i can care less about her but um <laughs> the one dog came back so that was cool and um played D for five hours on sunday that's with my, cool my online group of friends so um yeah it wasn't it, it wasn't that much of a bummer you know uh yeah, I uh, Nothing too sexy happened, but you know. I, well, you know, here's here's something that's crazy and that I forget about is that there are people in the United States, even and across the world, that don't have daylight savings time. Yeah, it's like county by county they vote for it. It's it's ridiculous, right? And so some people don't know what this is. So I'll tell you real quick if you don't know, um, during the fall and also during the spring, the time changes by one hour. In the fall, it goes back by one hour, and in the spring, it goes forward by one hour. Um, so that happens, and it fucks us all up, and it's kind of stupid. And we should probably get rid of it. Um, I, I think we should get rid of it. I think it's not effective. Um, but you know what's crazy is that I didn't even notice that, like, I forgot, and I didn't notice that the time changed. So, like, Sunday, I'm, like, just kind of having a weird off day. I'm like, what is going on? Why is it so weird? Um, and it was just, it was because the time had changed. So, you know, and it does that to you. It fucks with you for, eh, probably about a good week and then you kind of get used to it um so you know there's that but yeah i didn't really do i didn't do anything you know what i did this weekend i played animal crossing all weekend long (laughs) what is the what is the new update uh what is the new there's a bunch of stuff but like the big thing is that like we got the cafe which is you know kind of a if you're an avid animal crosser you know play animal crossing play god damn it animal crossing player (laughs) If you play a lot of Animal Crossing, um, you'll recognize that the cafe is 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 in the games, and uh, you get Brewster who runs the cafe, and um, that's the big thing. And there's also this new feature where you go to um, there's another way to go to different other islands, these other mystery islands. Um, just play it. I want to spoil it for anybody. Maybe people haven't played it, played the the new updates yet. So okay, okay. But I've been playing it all weekend, and uh, so that's what I did, which was nice because it is super rare for me to just do nothing. I, I don't know what that's like, and I even, I mean, I had moments of panic where I'm like, "What am I doing? I've got to do something. Like I, I shouldn't be sitting here." Um, which I, I did. I mean, I did other stuff. I've, I've, you know, really been trying to get this documentary together. Um, you know, speaking of which, you know, I'm going to formally announce on the show, if you would like to be part of the documentary, everybody that's listening, um, you can. Now is your chance. Uh, I need you to submit a video to me. It doesn't have to be long. Uh, explaining what what you think the Mothman is. And um, you can make it serious. You can make it silly. Um, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. But you can send it to me um, either through my, you know, one of my social media links. You can email it to me. 
um, at from the ashers at gmail.com. Uh, I'll, I'll link that as well. Um, but send me your submission. And um, if you are a creator of some sort and you want something plugged, make sure that you include that that's how you would like to be credited or how you would like to be credited. Um, because I, I would like to give proper credits for your time. So that's a cool thing that I'm doing. Um, but yeah, so I've been doing that all weekend, getting people's videos and, and editing and um, just trying to figure it out. We've got so much footage of just us walking around the woods. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know you gotta weed through it eventually so you know there we are and even though we do still have things that we have to film for the documentary i know a lot of people have been waiting very patiently for this thing to come out um and you know thank you for that um you know covid really you know d it did take a toll on some of these things and uh you know but we we've got one more area that we need to film i would like to film something else but i'm not going to put all my eggs in that basket if i don't get it done i'll just include it in the next documentary so um but you know that's that's a thing so there's that um submit your video by december 15th that's the deadline um like i said just short clip it doesn't have to be anything extravagant saying what you think the mothman is so there's that but that's what i did this weekend awesome so it was super exciting but um, other things happened this weekend. We'll, we'll talk about that in a minute. Um, I want to talk about Jetpack Man. Do you do you remember last year when we pilots kept kept seeing this Jetpack dude? Yeah, yeah. So um, a video as well as some pictures have surfaced allegedly from the um, uh, the police and in L.A. and it is of a balloon. A big balloon, a big uh, Jack Skellington life-size balloon. And that is not what they believe these pilots were seeing. They were not actually seeing somebody in a jetpack. They were seeing a Jack Skellington balloon. Have you seen this anywhere on social media? Yeah, I read that story. What do you think about it? Um, I don't know. You'd have to talk to the pilot. You know, well, I mean, right. like, I, I would, process. I would show that to the pilot and be like, "What do you think?" You right, know? because like, <laughs> I mean, are they really going to mistake a balloon for somebody in a jetpack? You know, um, I'm sure I they don't, see balloons a lot. I don't think it's completely outside the realm of yeah, but the, if this is a, um, you know, a a life size human humanoid balloon, and it's kind of floating uh in like like upright you know what i mean mm -hmm. like to, that could be a little disorientating but i th would think that it's more likely to be like a, a like a drone on the back of a fucking balloon or something you know what i mean that makes more sense to me than just a free-floating balloon because think about how like willy-nilly that thing would be in the air currents right you right. know what I mean? It, just, it would pop around too much. I mean, have you seen a balloon? I mean, I'm sure you've seen a balloon in the sky, you know? Right, and, yeah. I mean, it is weird, and that's what I'm saying, like, because it's not like it was just one pilot either, you know? It wasn't just one guy. It's just multiple sightings over the course of, you know, so many months that this, so you're telling me that the same fucking, somebody just happened to have the same Jack Skellington balloon every single time, and I don't know. I don't know if I'm buying that. Um but of course maybe that's just the romantic in me that wants to believe that there's something more to the story so i don't know sometimes maybe it's just the balloon <laughs> right but but then you have to look at it like this why would the lapd lie about this or do you think they're just mistaken 
I think they could be mistaken. I think that it's more likely that a jetpack man was flying in the air the same day that a Jack Skellington balloon was. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I think that that's probably more like it. Um, I agree, though. I, I would like to hear the pilot's take on it. I haven't seen what any of the pilots have said about this. Um, so if, if you were the pilot that saw this or one of the pilots that saw this, if you're listening to the show for whatever reason, um, what did you think? <laughs> call us at 773-59-WEIRD and let us know (laughs) (laughs) i swear to god one of these days i will um i I will be playing we will be playing call so definitely utilize that number um but anyway i might even open it up during CryptidCon weekend and you guys may be able to call us live and talk to us we'll see We'll see. I was going to say, we need to figure out, whether, I mean, that's something we'll we can do out there, but we should figure out something special to rec- to not only make when we're down there, but, you know. Well, we will. If, we will. Yeah. We'll figure it out. But anyway, so something else happened this weekend um, that everybody knows about that we kind of have to talk about. I don't normally talk about things like this um, on the show, just because, you know, the show as much as there's some you know we talk about some really horrific things sometimes um you know i don't talk about like current events and stuff like that a lot just because if you want to read about current events you can go listen to a news podcast but um a lot of people came to me individually and had brought this up and it's really the only reason why i'm bringing it up um but we need to talk about this astro world thing um yeah you know because it's been crazy um it's been really wild and you know as we're recording this right now it's monday night um you know i told you guys before sorry to ruin the magic it's not actually Wednesday <laughs> for us. um but you know it's still developing because it's just happened what saturday is it i think and friday was it friday night yeah the fifth okay okay and um so astro world's like what a big festival i mean Dude, I'm 40. I don't know what any of right. these things were. Until... I mean, it's a, it's, it's a festival that people go to. Travis Scott, I was like, the guy from Parks and Rec. Like, I had, I, I, was, yeah. I didn't know who these people were. Same. I had, yeah, yeah, I was completely right out of touch for all this. Right. Out of that scene. I don't know nothing about it. Um, but uh, anyway, there's this big festival that happens every year. It didn't happen last year because COVID, but it's new it's kind of new to the scene and i think that it's it's specifically ran by travis scott like it's his festival right and so um you know they had this this festival people were super stoked about it um but tragedy ensued and people have have died have died at this thing and um we're not really sure you know it's kind of weird as to what happened i think now what a lot of people say, you know, what happens is that they refer to it as, as a stampede of, tight, of, of of sorts, which, you know. They were in Texas. <laughs> Stop. That was poor taste. <laughs> but you're right. Um, but that's what they call these kinds of things. They're saying that people were basically kind of not really rushing the stage, but the crowd was just kind of continuously moving closer and closer to the stage. And if you've ever been at a big show before, you kind and you've ever been in the middle of a crowd or you've ever been in a mosh pit i mean you kind of understand you know exactly what they're talking about yeah exactly the crowd kind of moves and you don't really have to have a choice but to move with it and um so this happened and it's resulted in so far you know i I tried to i've tried to keep up to date but so far eight deaths right um you know possibly more because there are people in the hospital over over 300 injuries 
you know, and right. people in the hospital. Um, and so, you know, that's what's going on right now. That's kind of the claim. Now, this isn't, it's not like these things don't happen because they do. And, um, you know, it's not like these things can't happen, but there's a lot of weirdness surrounding it. And, you know, I'm going to be the first one to say that, yeah, there's a lot of things that seem strange. Like now there's a claim that one of the security guards was injected with drugs. Of, I think it was, they don't, I don't know if they said what it is, but I think it was fentanyl, but I don't know. Um, you know, and he had to get, he had to have, uh, be Narcan and he was fine after that. Um, there are people saying that, okay, let me just, hold on, because I'm going to try to talk about this in a way that's not going to be insensitive, because it can come across as very insensitive. It's, I'm not trying to be, um, but all we know right now is that eight people have died. That, those are the facts. That's what we know. But if you look at some of the things that are going on and being talked about, um, during this event, while this was happening, people are pissed off because Travis Scott wouldn't stop the show. People weren't really able to get help for people that needed help, and kind of nothing was really being done. Um, claims are coming out that the medical staff was severely unprepared for anything like this to have happened. You know, there's video of people where the medical vehicles are trying to get in to get these people out and these people have surrounded the vehicle and they're dancing and shit on top of it. Um, I mean, really disgusting stuff, you know, and um, that's very unfortunate and, and very sad that it would come down to that. And uh, I've seen a lot of people compare it to metal shows or hardcore shows or whatever, because, you know, they say, you know, basically proper etiquette. If somebody falls down, you pull their, you pull them back up. And again, if you've ever been at one of these shows, you know, that's kind of how it is. You know, you know, that's how it is. You look out for each other. And um, that didn't happen here. It seems to not have happened here. And uh, the people that should have been responsible weren't. And, you know, so we're kind of looking at a really heavy, um, heavier situation than normal, I suppose. But, but the thing about it is, is that I've had people messaging me, telling me about all kinds of horrible things that i think is just ridiculous claims like there's a lot of people that think that this was some type of ritual and that travis scott did this on purpose mm -hmm. and i just well, go ahead the, yeah so the festival uh i guess you'd say the um thematically employed a lot of uh occult sure. iconography <laughs> is the simplest way to say it using the biggest words possible um that was kind of like the motif of what they were going for with the festival if you know riot fest riot fest is kind of billed as this big carnival this was kind of billed as this trip into the afterlife or the other world or something like that which um i think is is kind of you know amateurish branding prior to something like this happened and then after the fact just looks incredibly uh in poor taste even no. though it wasn't they didn't know but that's what people were saying is like oh they must have known because to walk into the fucking thing you had to walk through a big paper mache demon head so oh they were telegraphing that this was going to happen or right. oh they were woefully unprepared security and, and medical staff was woefully unprepared 
for 50,000 people rushing the stage at once and trampling and, you know, and, and hundreds of people getting hurt, you know, and it's like, well, see, here's the thing. Um, shit happens and people aren't always as prepared or professional as they should be. Right. Anybody that works in any creative medium knows that, uh, as someone that's dealt with promoters and, and, and musicians and everyone in every aspect of the game, you know, for a good part of my life, I can attest that, that you get a lot of people that are just doing this because they can't get fucking real jobs. So, I mean, look what happened with the fire festival a couple of years ago. You know what I mean? What, where those people got trapped off on that island and it was this ridiculously overpriced, you know, um, VIP, you know, concert experience that was completely bullshit and, and never happened. I mean, I'm sure you know the story. No, I don't know anything about that. What? Oh Oh my God. First of all, there's a Hulu document. You'd recognize one of the memes because the one guy Okay, so I'm not going to go off on this whole fire fire festival tangent. Look it up. It's F Y R E. It's with Ja Rule and this this douchebag like uh, I don't know if he was a fucking cryptocurrency investor, or whatever whatever the uh, equivalent of that was ten years ago. Basically, he was they they conned all of these rich kids to buy these tickets to this 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 thing called fire festival, which was going to be on supposedly one of Pablo Escobar's old islands down in the, in the Caribbean or whatever. And uh, they were going to turn it into a venue and it was going to be like a three day, you know, event where you were going to have your own cabana and blink 182 and Ja Rule were going to play and all these bands were going to play. And it was going to be bottle service and super, it was like $10,000 a ticket, like super fucking expensive. Right. And all these rich kids and trust fund kids and douchebags bought into it and paid all this money, right? Well, then they fly everyone down there and they have like FEMA tents and bologna sandwiches for everybody. No bands. There's no toilets. There's no running water. The whole thing never came together. They just kept saying like, we're going to do this festival and they kept getting money, but they didn't have any kind of plan. They didn't have the infrastructure in place. And they basically just stole all these people's money, stranded them on the island. And then like the fucking coast guard and like <laughs> had to like rescue these people, these kids, because they didn't have even have like any way to fly them all out. And the, none of the bands showed up like all the bands knew that it was bullshit. Like they never got paid. So Blink-182 never went down there or anything. It was uh, it was a huge scam and it all unfolded in real time uh, via Twitter and like Instagram and stuff. So I remember I was working with. This was when I was working at the hotel when Fire Island ha- or Fire F- the Fire Festival happened. I had two apprentices working with me that were like 24, so they were like age appropriate for this, and they they didn't know anybody that went. Like we don't, I don't even travel in those circles, right, where people have ten thousand dollars to spend on something like this. But there was buzz about this type of thing, and we were just, I they had explained it to me. They, they caught me up real quick. And we just spent that whole entire Friday like laughing our fucking asses off on Twitter, watching like the video of all these horrified rich kids. They're like, you know, this, I, we were supposed to have like, you know, all this, like, this is what they gave me. And it was like a cheese sandwich in a styrofoam container. And uh, I want to say who both Hulu and Netflix made documentaries about it. Right. And uh, it was the, the one dude ended up going to prison. Job rule. I don't think he's going to do any time about it or whatever, but he might've gotten fined. My point is though, is that 
that just illustrates how like people try to get into the festival promotion game. They don't necessarily know what the fuck they're doing. And I yeah. think that more than anything was the overlying factor here. Um, I do want to talk about the Satanism angle for a second here, but I just want to get my opinion first, which is like, this was just piss poor planning. It was people not, it was, you know, uh, uncoordination. What, you know, why were the people dancing on the ambulances? Cause they were assholes. You had 50,000 kids there for a rap concert. No one is looking out for each other. They're trampling each other. This wasn't like a metal show like you talked about where people kind of know pit etiquette. Right. Um, there's no concept of that. And when you have that many people, you know, if you read all the news stories, they don't, they can't, they still don't know how many people were in the crowd that, that, that kind of surged like that. They know that 50,000 tickets were sold and they wanted to sell 200,000. But the local authority stepped in and said, no, 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 we don't want that many people in that location. You can only do 50,000. Right. And that's what they sold. So, um, well, they people don't were breaking, were breaking in and it was, it's encouraged for people to do that kind of stuff at a Travis Scott show. That's not unheard of. That's kind of his thing. And so people that didn't have tickets were showing up. And again, it was encouraged. And yeah, the number was a safety concern before any of this even happened. Right. We discussed it. And Travis Scott's like, oh, I love my fans. And, you know, so that was kind of his his deal, I guess. But again, this man has been he, he's been charged for doing for having something not something similar happen. People didn't die. I don't think they did anyway. But he was encouraging. He encouraged his his fans to storm the stage one time and break past the, the barricades once. And, um, you know, like I said, he was he was arrested and charged for doing that. So, yeah, because that puts the security in direct danger right. you know what i mean exactly yeah. and so it's not like he's a stranger to kind of not to to, to to bending the rules you know in this kind of capacity but okay you're right i'm sorry go ahead continue oh i was just gonna yeah i was just gonna say like uh as now as far as this being some kind of satanic sacrifice that i think is completely unfounded and it's just a terrible coincidence uh that the the theme of the event was kind of you know peripherally demonic and then something like this happens right so it's kind of like you know not a happy accident but however you want to phrase it yeah um and that's all there is to it however the one thing i do want to talk about is i applaud the internet for jumping on that connection and (laughs) trying to really (laughs) like snuff out uh you know (laughs) A large for claiming that what we were witnessing was a large scale pat mass satanic sacrifice. <laughs> like, wow, man, you fucking you guys have been listening to on Wednesdays we talk we were having here. <laughs> like, I, that makes me have a lot of hope for our for our fucking little podcast that we have here, right? The little podcast that that could we may in fact have a chance with iHeartRadio. We may in fact find our audience one day if there's a lot of. I don't even want to say halfwits. I don't even want to say fuckballs. I want to say intelligent, well-informed, skeptical, open-minded individuals that think that this was some kind of like satanic bigger. Sure. thing in broad daylight. Like, good for you guys. Hey, you good know what? You. Right. They, they were question. They've que- you guys are questioning it, and and you're right. getting there. Um, but uh, but this isn't the things that we want you to question. Fucking jetpack man. You know. Right. <laughs> 
Right. Um, you know, we can't completely leave common sense at the door. Like we well, gotta you put a little bit of it in your back pocket yeah, for safekeeping. Well, like, exactly. You know, you gotta keep it together a little bit. There, I mean, some of the a, connections were crazy that they were putting the, together. But there's a weird correlation between rap music and the illuminati like that is sure a recurring is. theme that pops yeah. up a lot that's that's almost enough honestly i would love to do a whole entire show on that i really would because there's a lot there there's a there's a whole lot there there's a whole lot with like quincy jones and like puff daddy and like you know the jacksons like there that's that is a deep deep dive that we could do um, that might kind of, I think, shed a little light on this because the fact that people made that connection, I don't believe that it's valid in this case, but there's a, there's a lot of smoke with, with rap, it's specific rap music, not so much rock and roll anymore. Cause rock's fucking dead. Punk's dead. All that shit's dead. Rap is kind of like the new rock and roll, I guess you'd say. But, uh, there's a lot of smoke with that and I don't, you know, and sometimes when there's smoke there's fire sometimes there's not but it, it's very uh i i would like to i would like to expand on that further possibly in the future okay i i will con- i will consider it um <laughs> i know what you mean though um but you're right there is a lot of that weird kind of symbolism i mean I, I, of course like someone like me like i i kind of laughed because like you know there's the one picture i think it was either one of the flyers that that travis scott was using to promote this or it was the new album or something anyway it's a picture of him as fucking bat boy and people are like oh it's satanic <laughs> like, that's fucking bat boy <laughs> dude weekly world news is like the most right-wing shit like did you if you've ever actually read weekly world news it's not it is not uh low-key satanic that's uh no it's just it's complete it's complete fucking satire i mean that's it's right, nothing yeah. about it is real you know but like you know that it was just it was funny to me that that's what people are like using to be like oh look he's the devil he's depicting himself himself as the devil no he's depicting himself as fucking bat boy <laughs> like, that's what it is. Right. so i don't know about that but you know like i said the other connections people are coming up with numbers and things like that none of that matters guys it's just it just so happened to be like Pat said, eventually in poor taste, you know, we didn't realize, they didn't realize marketing this, that, you know, it, this was going to happen. And uh, who's at fault for this? A lot of people are angry at Travis Scott. A lot of people are angry at the venue. A lot of people are angry at the attendees. I'll tell you who's responsible. He, uh, no, let me tell you who's responsible. The people in the crowd. No. Oh, okay. Everybody. Everybody everybody is responsible. even me ashers especially you dr <laughs> x where were you dr x <laughs> <Just kidding. laughs> but everybody everybody was responsible um yeah the, actually yeah so everybody working there was responsible travis scott's responsible as a performer you have to be able to to have crowd control you have to I'll, mm, I'll respectfully disagree on that dude when you're on stage you don't know what the fuck is happening in, in the crowd in front of you but he didn't and- know well, so I, that's one of the, I, I read a couple articles on this and some articles definitely suggest that he was oblivious to what was happening and did not stop the show. Other articles say that, no, 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 there's, there's video footage that shows him trying to stop the show and trying there to is. get attention to these areas. Yeah. But, you know, I don't know. I think in, in, if he was at the Metro, if he was at a small club show, 
he could have just shut the whole fucking thing down and said stop until they got control of the situation. But he's standing in front of a crowd of 50,000 plus people. I think it was I, – I, if, if you're going to blame anyone, I blame the organizers. Whoever was in whoever was in charge of logistics, and it certainly was not fucking him. He could have stopped it. Why couldn't he? He's the guy on the on the stage with the microphone. He did stop four or five times. Now I've been in this group. I've joined the the Astro World as an Astro World Facebook group, and uh, these people that go to the festival every year. I've been in that, and I've been seeing the people that have been, that were there, and like what they're sharing and things like that. And um, they said he stopped four or five times, and when he did, people are yelling at him to stop the show and now granted i understand the man has lights in his in his eyes right can't see very well he you know is listening to all these people at once yell at him something but he he could have stopped it he could have stopped it right then and there he could have ordered them to cut the lights on let the fucking medics get in and do their job also though the organizers are responsible right because they also could have stopped it. All the, a lot of these people could have stopped at any point in time. The fact that they were unprepared, you, it wasn't just the medical staff. It was, it was people from the audience members were, were trying to help because they were so understaffed. They were unprepared for something like this to happen. You know, the exits. You know, somebody had mentioned the possibility that there could have been a mass shooting there and they would have been fucked is 100% accurate because there was only one entrance and exit to the whole fucking place. And that was through the main, through the, through the big, the big paper mache head. That's something that I was wondering if was going to come out, which by the way, so, listener of the show, Krista just texted me a Rolling Stone article about the same thing, having no idea that we were actually talking about this right now. Wow. That, that, that's how on brand this story is for us. <laughs> yeah. Well, right. And it's a big thing, especially because, you know, we're performer. I mean, to a degree, performers. I mean, Pat, you're more of a performer than I am, but... um, What are you talking about? You're the one... You have more eyes on you than me. Oh, well, thank you. But I've never played a show or anything like that. So anyway, you know... <laughs> but, you know, so it, it does hit close to home because you would hate to think that you are in, at any capacity, whatever it is that you're doing, whatever it is that you're doing, if you have an audience, that your audience is going to fucking die to see you. And yeah, it's just, it's honestly, well, first of all, in the age of COVID, that should weigh on every performer's mind when you try to get 50,000 people together in one Absolutely. place anyway. Absolutely. But yeah, I don't think that's, that's nothing that you ever take any, <laughs> I, mean, yeah. I never had to worry about, I never had to worry about 50 fucking people being in a room at once. I mean, I think I would just shit my pants and be so happy everyone showed up. Literally everybody I knew came to the same show, you know, on the same night. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, uh. I'm I'm more sympathetic towards him because I think that these guys have a, even though they've slathered their name all over it they tend they have a tendency to be more hands off, you know. Like I said about the fire festival thing, man. That's why Ja Rule bounced is because like he didn't fucking know what was going on. He was <laughs> he's like I'm just know, maybe Ja Rule. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> I don't know. So I'm I'm more inclined to 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 blame the logistic people and you know and but then again like how do you fifty thousand people surging like that like how do you prevent that from happening? Is it the way that you structure the audience? Do you have barriers so that individual sections don't get, don't get more, uh, don't get more congested than a couple, I don't know, hundred at once or something. But, you know, I will say this, I had a lot of friends that went to Lollapalooza this year and, um, you know, as much shit as Lollapalooza got here in Chicago that we, they never saw numbers like that. 
so I think a part of that really was the fact that they had it was the right place. It was the right time. You're in Texas, where it's generally a lawless state, you know, um, where you where you had a, a crowd that could get that, you know, people that are they're looking to blow off steam. They're at a concert. The pan, you know, as far as they're concerned, the pandemic is over, and they just went fucking crazy. And I think this is something that we might see happen again. I really do. I think we really need to start thinking about as we as we kind of try to go back to normal. People are going to be coming out a little bit harder than they were before. You know what I mean? Because we've all been cooped up for a good year or so. You know? And now yeah. that we're getting out, we're going to get a little buck. You know? And um, unfortunately, I think that that could be a component of this that no one expected as well. It's just that, like, the crowd reaction. Ultimately, it was the crowd that, that fucking surged. Oh, yeah. You know, it was them that did it. And, and maybe, you know, we could have structured things this way or we could have had this on standby, whatever, whatever, whatever. It was the people that did it. It was the people that trampled all over each other and kept pushing forward that didn't. What the fuck did you think was going to happen? It was the people that lost their mind. You know what I mean? Right. Well, I mean, and people don't even. And it, but it is easy for someone to fall and for you to not even notice around you when you've got that many people. Right. But so then it's the people in the back that are just mindlessly pushing forward that, that, right. that weren't conscious enough to work, think about the people in the front. It was the people. It was the audience. This it's was sad. something. This was a. This these people were killed. They killed by the audience. The audience killed the audience. It was fucking, you know, emulation. It was they. They fucking set themselves on fire. Yeah. You put fifty thousand people in a, an enclosed space, and they fucking destroyed each other. Yeah. You know, yeah, and I you could you could blame the guy on stage. You could blame the fucking organizer, whatever. But ultimately, it was the people too. And I don't know how you can police a group that big. You can't. Right. You know, well, and I mean, that's I mean, that's why I, I won't I won't, you know, I'm not a person that gets into the pit anymore. I used to be I used to be that person. And I'll tell you what the fuck happened and what changed me. It's not the fact that I'm 30. It's the fact that one time I fell and it scared the shit out of me. And I was I was very lucky. I had a crowd surfer that was coming towards me. And just as this crowd surfer was coming towards me, uh, the rest of everybody that was around me just left. And this, the dude fell right on top of me, and I fell down right underneath him. And I was very lucky. The people around me picked us up both up, you know, and, and we were good to go. But it scared me because I had a friend who the year before that um, had gotten trampled at a show. She ended up, she lived, she was okay. But, you know, I'd always heard about it, and I'd always heard that that's like the biggest risk. And, you know, if you fall down, you need to get up. That's the, you have to get right back up because if you don't, they'll trample you. And so I don't do it anymore because of that. I'm scared of being trampled to death. So and, about three no, about three about three years ago I went to a show. Um and uh it was Apocalypse Hoboken at the Chop House here in Chicago. And uh they were my favorite band in high school. And they kind of went on hi- hiatus around two thousand three and then played a couple reunion shows, right? And and this was one of them. And uh <laughs> <laughs> it was me and my buddy. We got wasted. We got pretty drunk before we went. And we went there and we're both big guys. I'm we're both like six three, six four, right? So we push our way kind of up towards the front, like right before they start. And uh the band starts and everything starts shifting. And the first thing that happens is I pop out of my shoes. And I'm like, God damn it. 
oh, and I go down to try to pick up my shoes, and someone sm- bumps me from behind, and my glasses go flying. Oh my god! <laughs> I was like, "Well, I'm barefoot blind. Fuck it!" And I fucking threw my shoes, and I looked for him afterwards, and I found my shoes. Never found my glasses. <laughs> uh, but unfortunately, like I'm blind without them, so I had to wander around blind all night. And then until I got back to my car, and thankfully I kept an extra pair of glasses in my glove box and uh, was able to drive home, even though I shouldn't even been doing that. But, like, yeah, it's and – I'm, and I'm fucking 40, like, and I'm way too old for that. You know what I mean? We're like, what am I doing in a pit with no fucking shoes on, moshing and sweating, losing my glasses? You know what I mean? Like, I'm fucking 40 years old. I'm somebody's dad. It's the hot mess. You know what I mean? But, yeah, uh, I, I mean, I go to shows. I still like going to shows, and I like being kind of, I, I like hanging out, kind of on the sides and in the back. You know, I like being in the crowd, but I don't like being in the crowd anymore. I'm just that's not for me. Um, you know, but but it's because I know that no, not a single fucking soul there around me has any responsibility for me at all. And yeah. I learned that when they all let this fucking man fall on top of my ass. <laughs> you know, I was like, oh shit, these people aren't. Yeah. So, you know, I, I had to learn it that way. I mean, I was okay. I did have a concussion. Someone kicked me in the head. That did happen. And uh, and I went to the hospital, had a concussion. But I got over it. You know, that's probably why I'm fucked up now. So, um, and, and no, it's not. It was my childhood. But. Uh, <laughs> no, you're a little bit, you're a little TBI. You know, whatever. You know, a little bit of TBI to you, I could tell. What the fuck does that mean? Traumatic brain injury. Oh. um okay well yeah a little bit but uh you know so anyway um so it was it was horrific you know needless to say this was very sad um i've spent way too much time watching the videos and things like that because i I wanted to know you know I'm, i'm an investigator and when you guys come to me and you ask me to investigate things i do and so you know i'm nothing is too crazy i will entertain the idea that there was a mass satanic ritual that took place um, but I'm here to tell you that as an investigator, that's not what happened. And, uh, you know, you need to just stop with that. You need to stop with that because this is very real to the family members, you know, that are right. affected by this. And, you know, I know that you think that, like, it's the Internet and they'll never see it. And you know what? Maybe they won't. But what if they do? Oh, my God. Yeah. If my if my kid died at that show and then I had to read on the Internet that people thought it was a satanic, he was the victim of a satanic fucking ritual, I'd be like... I'd lose my goddamn mind, right. you know. And, and Satanists don't work that way, you guys. That's not how Satanists work. So just you need to quit with that as well. And let Satanists be Satanists. Um, you, yeah, the adrenochrome loses all its flavor if it's been trampled on by forty nine thousand nine hundred ninety nine <laughs> other people. <laughs> it just takes the fucking zaps the freshness right it's out of the adrenochrome. Just, it's just not how it works, you know. But <laughs> you know, so that's not that's not what happened. You know, that didn't happen now i mean if something were to, something major were to come out and prove me wrong okay yeah sure i'd get that but like they're not gonna fucking do a satanic ritual right in front of your face first of all they're not stupid <laughs> well i don't think it necessarily had to be satanic i think that it, any any type of of blood sacrifice or or whatever you know i think satanic ritual is just what the reporters are are, are throwing on it i think if it was actually I don't know. I'm not going to hypothesize any further for the reasons sure. we already just discussed. But, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, I don't know, you know, but anyway, I, I had to bring it up. Like I said, people brought it up to my attention. I don't normally talk about these types of things, but 
um, you know, because because of that, um, you know, I, I had to talk about it. Like I said, I've, I've been watching a lot of videos. I've been kind of in the know about what's been going on, and it's very depressing. Don't do that to yourself. Um, you know, I guess unless you're morbidly curious, but it, it does weigh on you when you do start, you know, seeing the stuff and hearing it. It's very tragic, and what a terrible, terrible way to go. Um, but, you know, of course, condolences to, to the family and the friends and, you know, whomever has been affected by this um, and the people that were there that now have I mean, there's people that were there that saw this happen that now have to go on and live with that. And that's also awful. I mean, they're alive, but that's also a terrible thing to live with. And, um, you know, so that's uh, there's that. But that was really all I had to talk about in the news this week. <laughs> you want to talk about about cutting open cows? sure <laughs> so you've been reading this okay i'll start over hold on no we won't start there we've been talking about cattle mutilation for a while now it kind of keeps popping up on our radar right and so we keep teasing like hey because well, they keep getting mutilated they keep <laughs> keep fucking getting mutilated i don't <laughs> right. get it you know they, it's just like they're asking for it they probably shouldn't be wearing what they're wearing i know um, right that's why it's stripped <laughs> from them <laughs> so um but no seriously um yeah, so it this this cow mutilation thing, it, it's not really something you hear about anymore, except for maybe if you listen to on Wednesdays we talk weird because we talk about it. Um, but I remember like back in the day, like this was a thing. Like one thing that comes to my mind when I think of cattle mutilations is South Park, because like that was kind of a whole storyline and like these aliens and and stuff like you, know, you think about the you know the cattle with the aliens whatever um because like i said i feel like people used to talk about this a lot more and nobody does anymore um well, go ahead. well that's the area where the where the kind of activity started was the colorado new mexico arizona area so it would make sense that south mm -hmm. park where those guys are from colorado might spend it, it might work its way into the show that's why they also they they goof on mormons a lot is because there's a high mormon population yeah. over there. <laughs> some mormons over there <laughs> you know so that's a good point um, humor. but God. but that's what i think of when i when i think of cattle mutilations because you know that's like i said uh, it was topical for the time of, of being growing up but pat you've been reading about this book about cattle mutilations well no so the book isn't necessarily the, the book i i mentioned it uh a couple what? shows ago with yeah, saucers but... spooks and kooks uh, UFO Disinformation in the Age of Aquarius by Adam Go Rightly. The reason this book popped up on my radar is that the cover design is by Miguel Romero, who's a guy that I used to write with uh, when I was, I used to, uh, used to be associated with this other paranormal podcast called Grimerica, which it was based out of Canada. And I had a blog on their website for uh, a couple years and this was probably about 10 years ago and I, I i had it for about two years and um he was another contributor me and him i don't write for the website anymore obviously i'm associated with this podcast and uh he's still on twitter and we're we're twitter friends and he's an artist and he he did the cover for this book so he puts it up on twitter you know uh, the the this book is out i did the cover blah, blah blah and i picked it up just because it looked like something i'd be interested in and because he did the cover art and wow it's it's one of the best books it first of all let me say this that this book has completely changed the way that i look at ufoology and uh a lot of a, a lot of the ufo stuff um i cannot recommend it enough i think that anyone who is a uh serious researcher 
or if you're another podcaster that covers this kind of shit, you need to read this book because this you're going to want to know what you're talking about. Number one. And number two, it's going to, it's going to kind of reframe the context of which that you view a lot of these stories. And, um, the basis of the book is right in the title. It's all about the UFO disinformation uh, campaigns that the government launched probably in the past, bless you, uh, 50 years or so, right? And it starts off talking about the cattle mutilations, right? Uh, and it goes on to talk about other things and different different key figures in, in the UFO field. And if you've been you know, if you're a coast to coast fan, if, if this is something that you've been following for a while, you'll recognize a lot of these names and a lot of the stories and anecdotes about them. And it's kind of interesting to uh, another aspect of the book that's really interesting is to hear these kind of like personal anecdotes about these people that you just kind of know as coast to coast guests or that you remember from sightings or you remember from UFO hunters. Right. Uh, and, and to hear about like what they're kind of like in their private lives and shit. And they're all fucking weirdos. So, um, as far as the cattle mutilation stuff go, cattle mutilation started uh, back in the 60s. Okay, that's when the first cases were. And coincidentally enough, a lot of the early cases centered around the Dulce, New Mexico uh, supposed underground base. And that's something that we've talked about a lot on the show, too, right? Something we teased, um, yeah. Yeah. So, um, Basically, I mean, I don't know, these cattle are being found mutilated. Uh, A local reporter by the name of Linda Moulton Howe came out and did a a story about it for the local press. Ended up winning an Emmy Award for it. Uh, It was kind of one of those breakthrough cases that got people talking about UFOs and extraterrestrials without, you know, it, it, it was kind of this thing that, the public could latch on to, right? It didn't talk about abductions. It didn't talk about creatures. It didn't talk about other planets, right? Here was physical evidence. We're finding these cattle. We're finding these cattle mutilated, okay? And it's very mysterious. And, uh, you know, there's kind of lights in the sky. There's all this, like, you know, other uh, phenomenon that kind of surrounds it. And, you know the police kind of think that it could be, you know, you're hearing stories. It could be UFOs. You're hearing stories. It could be satanic cults, right? (laughs) Which is another thing that people love, you know, another thing that people love to just interject into random fucking situations. (laughs) Right. So it kind of was like the story that like in the, you know, the phenomenon started in the sixties, but started to gain traction in the, in the seventies and early eighties. And, uh, became kind of this, you know, people wanted to hear these stories. So the, the press wanted to report on them every time they happened. And they wanted to kind of, you know, throw in their own conjecture of what it could be, even though obviously no one had really proof that it, what it was. And uh, it just kind of spread like wildfire. And um, what the book talks about and what is kind of true is that uh, – what the what, what I th- what I think the mutilations are, and it's it's a theory proposed by the book, and I, I tend to agree with it, is that um, when this whole thing started, there was uh, in that same area something known as Project Gas Buggy, and Project Gas Buggy was a um, 
project that was carried out by the United States Atomic Energy Commission. And what they were trying to do was find non-combative uses for nuclear weapons, right? And basically what Project Gas Buggy was, and it was in Dulce, New Mexico, the fucking right in their backyard, right in the same area where these cattle were found mutilated a couple years later. Um, it was basically a precursor to fracking where they would blow up these nuclear bombs underground as a way to potentially release natural gas and resources and stuff. They tried this and it was, it wasn't that successful and it was kind of dangerous and they, eh, they didn't really like it. Well, flash forward about a decade later and there's some concern that it's that those tests were starting to have a negative effect on the environment. So what they decided to do is take samples from some of the cattle. And instead of just going into these ranchers' land before this stuff enters the food supply, because remember these cattle are being used for fucking beef, right? What so they start taking samples. And what they're really looking for is blood samples and lymph node samples, because if there's cancer, you know, uh, cancerous materials in the environment, you're going to see it in the kettle's lymph nodes. But to try to, th if you go in there and you just take what you need from the cattle, it's kind of going to leave a really clear map of what you're doing and why do you need this stuff, right? So, to throw anyone, to throw people off the trail. They also harvested the sexual organs or did all, took the eyeball or whatever fucking weird shit they're going to do, right? And um, that was pretty much it. And I guess one of the uh, one of the early mutilation sites they found where they found the cattle. They also found radar ch chaff, which is something that you would uh, a, like a terrestrial aircraft would use like a helicopter or something to cloak whatever was operating in the area right so you have aircraft you have low flying craft coming in and you don't want it to be picked up by the civilian air traffic control towers right you would use radar chaff to kind of mask it so that suggest now that's not something a UFO would use, right? right? That's not something that something coming in from another fucking star system would use. That's a very you know it's it's a it's a urban or like a you know it's a military grade uh, piece of equipment, and that was found in, in around these areas. So it makes sense that it would be uh, humans that are doing or you know what I mean, trying to cover their trying to cover their asses. So. Um, this gets covered in the press and it starts to gain traction. A lot of people are very interested in it. At first, the government's good, glad because their cover story is working, right? But then it starts to balloon and get more and more attention. And now they're worried like, oh, shit, if people really start digging into this, they're going to realize this fucking bullshit, right? So HBO wanted to do like a like a full-length feature documentary on this and um they contacted linda moulton howe who is the reporter from uh i don't know exactly where she's from but anyone that's listening to coast to coast would recognize her name because she does tons of stuff with them um but they contact her 
to come in and work with HBO because she had produced a documentary, Strange Harvest, which was all about the cattle stuff, and that's what she won the Emmy for. It was like a, a, a news package thing, right? So uh, HBO contacts her, says, we want you to do, we want to take your thing that you did for the local news, and we want to do a giant feature-length documentary for it. And she's like, 100% I'm in, right? Then the Air Force contacts her, and they say to her, you know, or, you know, we're from we're from the government. We've seen your research. We want to talk to you about. You know, we want to share some information with you. And she says, "Okay." So she sits down, and they show her some files, and they say, "Okay, you can look at these, but you can't take pictures, and you know, you can't take them with you. But when you're in this room, you can look at them." And it's all about underground bases in New Mexico. It's all about uh, aliens that had landed and uh were using the cows to try to like they were harvesting the atoms from the blood or something and all about genetic research that the aliens are doing in a biological exchange program and all this stuff right that you've all heard before it's all bullshit right they give her all this information and they say to her we just want you to know what we have we want it. you got to verify this on your own which of course she can't fucking do right and don't go to and and just and, and we're going to try to get you the clear. We're going to try to get these files to you for your HBO documentary. So she goes back to HBO and she tells them this fantastic story about how the government came to her, provided her with all of this information. And she's just and, and she needs like, you know, she's going to have it for him in a couple for a couple months and they can use it in their documentary. And HBO is like, get the fuck out of here. Oh, my God, this is going to change fucking the world. So she starts working on it and she starts putting stuff together. And the government checks in a couple months later. Whoever talked to her comes back, talked to her again, and says, uh, you know, um, we're still working, and here's some more stuff, right? They feed her even more information, all bullshit. And then uh, she goes back to HBO, and at this point, HBO is like, all right, are we ever going to see any of this, right? Because she's starting to lose a little credibility. Like, she, you know, she did this news program, which was very not really woo woo it was very kind of journalist you know it was all about journalistic integrity and it was above the board and didn't propose anything that it couldn't prove and stuck to the facts and was very based in reality and now she's coming in and she's making all these crazy claims about like you know people being abducted and and, and biological ex, you know exchanges and vats underneath new mexico where, where embryos are being grown and rapid all this shit you know and uh this whole thing goes back and forth between her and the Air Force and HBO for about a year until HBO finally says, you know what, you haven't you haven't brought us anything. We're just going to cancel the documentary. And she never hears from the Air Force again. And the whole thing was them stringing her along to get the, to tank this fucking documentary that HBO was going to do. What? <laughs> okay. Yeah. So <laughs> that's what disinformation is, is that you tell people bullshit to ruin their credibility. And there's, and like, I could go on about like, and I'm not trying to hijack the show and, and turn into a fucking 45 minute commercial about this book, but like, this is something that that's happened throughout history where you have people that stumble, stumble upon something that's going on something that's secretive not necessarily uh, with extraterrestrial origin or occult connections or anything like that right but they stumble across something and the government needs to cover it up so what they do is they fucking feed the person some ufo bullshit to flip the script on them 
discredit them, make them seem like a lunatic, and then whatever it is they were trying to distract you from can quietly be moved away and they can move on to the next thing. So that's what my take on cattle mutilations. It's at least in the instances outlined in this book, it was, it was just simply them trying to, you know, do environmental research on them fucking up by seeing what happens when you blow up a nuke underground, you know what I mean? And they were just trying to cover their tracks and they came up with some fucking alien shit, you know? (laughs) Okay. But then how, I mean, that's, that's far from, you know, Oregon, Oregon is a very big hot spot for cattle mutilation. So, I mean, why, and not just that other places in the world. I mean, how do we explain that, how it's happening in other places of the world as well? Um, outside of the u.s i mean um what is it either brazil i think it's brazil maybe it's argentina they they are really they have a lot of um they i think they have the most cattle mutilations in the world doesn't even happen in the u.s so why would it happen outside of the country if it were just the government you know what i mean doing this for experimental purposes which makes sense i mean it, it does make sense you know is it possible that we kind of have a mix of of everything going on because let's look at it from you know let's say the most popular theory that people have out there which is aliens it's aliens you know they're coming in because they're cutting things out of these animals with you know precision and they're draining them of all their all their blood and it doesn't really make much sense why would they do that anyway right i mean what would be the point we've kind of talked about that before like why why would they go after animals why not just like dissect humans they're not gonna go to prison you know what i mean like we're not gonna arrest them they're not gonna get in trouble for it um so, which i guess people do go you know missing or out of nowhere for no reason or you know end up dead for no reason or whatever right they do yeah but you know why would they make it so obvious and and, and pick out cattle you know pat you've mentioned how you know cattle that's big money and it is um actually I, i've actually been looking into livestock not because i'm gonna buy any right now but i might one day <laughs> um but you know i've been looking into it and they're expensive you know you can't just go buy a cow like it's not that simple like you can't just go buy an alpaca you know what i mean like these things are because when we talk about cattle we're not just talking about cow um this this happens across the board with multiple different animals you know livestock and um but you know it is it's pricey to to buy livestock because they they make money they continue to make money um, you know, something like an alpaca continues to make money. So they're extremely pricey because they, they people want them for the fur. So over the course of its life, it'll, you know, dish out so much fur or whatever. A dairy cow's more expensive than, you know, a, a steer. And, um, you know, because it's a one and done deal, whereas a dairy cow you continue to get milk out of. Anyway, that's not the point. So, but why would they do it somewhere so obvious like a farm as opposed to just picking up random wildlife? Or maybe they do pick up random wildlife and we just don't notice. I mean, is that possible? You know, but but what would be the, the motive there? I mean, I don't know. Personally, I can't I can't think of anything in particular except maybe that they're interested in how we harvest food. And that would be why they study they study these things and they take parts of them and things like that because they are curious to see what, you know, what our food contains and, and that kind of stuff. Um, you know, because nobody really cares if they're taking crops, which I mean, technically when they're making crop circles, who knows if they're taking some of it or not, if if crop circles are a thing, um, which we haven't even really talked about. So, I mean, you know, why, just why does, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Right. Well, I mean, this, I think it's, I think 
you can really narrow it down to either ETs or the government, right? Like I, I know it seems like almost too big of a phenomenon to try to to try to come to a conclusion about, but. I mean, I, I think we can all agree it's not Satanists. It's not some kind of a cult group. It's not if Satanists. They, a lot of people do think that they're cryptids as well, like Chupacabra. I mean, that's they get their name Goat Sucker because if they are, you know, they're very well known for cattle mutilation. Um, you know, so some cryptids. But but then there's question of whether or not the Chupacabra, you know, as, as you guys know, if you follow on social media, you know, whether or not it's it's an alien, Um you know, because that's a possibility. So, I mean, but I I agree. I think satanic cults and Chupacabra are probably, <laughs> you know, the the least likely and the least well accepted. I would say that the, that the aliens and the government conspiracies are probably the most wildly accepted. Because it's happening right. regardless. I mean, this is happening and it's weird and it's not so easily explained away. I mean, they tell you the explanation for it is just decomp. It's just different stage of decomposition that we aren't catching, but I just don't necessarily agree with that. Yeah, I think that there's, you know, definitely I don't think you're going to come up with one explanation that covers every single case, right? I think there's, you know, I think if you there's UFO, there's uh there's there's government, you know, and then there's, you know, um active nature. You know, like misidentified active nature, right? Like, and I think there's probably some cases that might have, you know, quote unquote cattle mutilation cases that could have been created by domestic uh, predators. Sure. You know what I mean? In fact, as far as the the government is concerned, the FBI launched an investigation about them in the, uh, let's see, when was it? I think it was like the 2000s. They did. Yeah. Yeah. And they came up with, uh, they came up with the, ruling that they were all caused by um hold on where is that uh, between uh well there's thousands of cases but they said they were all um on january 15th the bureau closed the investigation putting out the statement saying that none of the reported cases ha- uh, has involved what appears to be mutilations by anything other than common predators so I don't believe that for a second, but I think that that could apply to some of them possibly, and that'll reduce that number. And when you talk about these outlier cases where we're like, you know, oh, well, a case just happened in Sweden or a case just happened over here, a case just happened over there, you know, all right, well, let's, let's say, you know, a certain percentage of those are just misidentified acts of nature, right? And that's going to draw that down a little bit. And, you know, maybe it's not necessarily just our government. Maybe this is something that, you know, other agencies are doing as well or or a, an agency that acts globally, you know. Um, as far as it being extraterrestrial, I think that, I don't know, I'm something, I got, I got to admit, something with this latest round of, like, UAP disclosure stuff, Something's just not sitting right with me about the UFO field as we knew it in the 70s, 80s, 90s, and early aughts, right? It just, it just felt like it was changing. It felt like, you know, it was, it was being morphed into something else. And the cattle mutilations, having a terrestrial explanation for them, just, I don't know, it seems to make, it, it seems to make sense. It sounds right to me. You know, because it doesn't, what, what, why, 
like you said, like, why would they come here? Why would you travel across dimensions to come here and then fuck with a couple cows? Yeah, I, I mean, I agree it with doesn't that make any sense. aspect of it. You know, why would you why would you come here to do anything? Why would you come here to build a base in the middle of a fucking hill? Mm-hmm. Unless the government wants to build a base in the hill and they don't want people f- poking around. So they want to scare you. So they tell you there's aliens in there. <laughs> you know what I mean? True. True. That's true. <laughs> there was one there was one story in here about a guy who was a UFOologist and he was a, he was into the cattle mutilation thing and he lived in in uh Arizona and um he was looking for UFOs at nights at night and he was taking a lot of photographs of craft um craft uh leaving and and landing uh one of the Kirkland Air Force Base, right? And um, the NSA realized that this guy's spending a lot of time photographing one of their military installations, right? So they, uh, just as a precaution, they put a a couple agents at, in an empty apartment like across the street from him, right? So these guys are keeping an eye on him just because they're like, this guy's taking a lot of pictures and he's driving off at night and he's doing these, like he's taking his friends with him and they're doing these UFO stakeout things. And they're taking pictures of things landing and, and, and taking off and shit. And, uh, he realizes that they're, well, he doesn't know what they're doing, but if, if he does this thing with his camera at a certain shutter speed using a certain night vision thing, he's able to capture what he thinks are invisible UFOs like circling the base and shit. And what it really is, is this next level communications like laser device thing that they're testing. Right. So the NSA finds out that this guy is intercepting their laser, like their fucking signals and shit. Right. He can't, he doesn't understand what they're doing and, and like what they're saying, but, he he's got this thing set up at his house where now he's trying to monitor the base and trying to like listen in on stuff. And he, he's hearing a part of it. So to fuck with them, they start broadcasting shit into his apartment from across the street and they start feeding him a bunch of fucking UFO nonsense. And this guy starts like transcribing all this shit and sending these tapes to anyone that'll listen to him. People can't people come over and they look at what he's got and they can't explain it, right? Then <laughs> the fucking NSA guys really want to fuck with him. I should have been in the CIA, I swear to God. If I could have if I could have done my life over again, I would have been a spy. Because <laughs> some of this shit is so fucking funny. They send this guy a computer and it's like and, and it, with this cryptic note saying, like, we were very impressed with the advancement that you made with using, you know, terrestrial technology. And, like, please use this computer if you want to communicate with us. So, like, he fucking sets this computer up. And he add, he types in a question. And then a couple minutes later, it'll respond to him. And it's the guys across the street fucking with him. Right? And sometimes he'll type in a question. And the guys won't be there. And it'll take them two, three days to get a response because they got to come back to their post. And they go, oh, shit, you fucking asked us something. And they're just like instant messaging each other. They're catfishing them, basically. It's probably <laughs> one, of the, one of the first instances of catfishing. And it's these two agents across the street just fucking with this guy. And they and, and the shit that they tell him, is all, it's like all stuff that's like considered the fucking cornerstone of like modern ufology. 
And it was just these guys across the street screwing with this guy because they wanted to distract him for the fact that he actually did figure out a way to photograph and intercept some of this laser shit that they were shooting out of the base. You know what I mean? And it's like, it. I was just reading, the, like I said, I read this book and I was just like, it was like blowing my fucking mind. Now, maybe the book is disinformation, right? It could, yeah. That's, that's the problem is that when you start, when you start going down that well, you realize that everything could just be something to fuck with, you know, to make you believe, the, disbelieve the other thing. You know what I mean? They flood, they flood the market with so many stories that you have no idea who to believe, you know? Well, right. And I mean, that's, well, that's another thing. Anybody can write a book, right? And so, I mean, and sure. they, can, they can literally say anything. We've talked about that. We talked about that with the satanic panic. You know, we talked about that, uh, that one book, what is it, Michelle Remembers or whatever the fuck it was called. And it was all bullshit. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, you know, any, anybody can write a book and, and put things in. That could be disinformation. I think you're right. Um, definitely read multiple sources about these subjects. You know, don't, um, never just, you know, bury your flag on one hill and call it a day um in, in, right. in this world you know which is um you know as we've proven people are capable of doing you know uh, taking in different ideas and whatnot um you know but dig further you know dig dig further and and, and ask questions and you know get those questions answered i mean like i said what do i think that the government would do something like that fucking absolutely i do but do i think that it it accounts for every single case of cattle mutilation absolutely not i don't because it doesn't make sense for other parts of the world but you're right it's a good point other governments could be doing this um but i I think that like if it were the government all the time like the recent cases the stuff that we've been covering on the show whenever it it pops up and and i i'd bring it up um you know i try to follow through with those cases because they they always go under investigation i mean like again back to the whole catalyst money it is and this is taken very seriously and uh they have whole teams of people that investigate this they do autopsies or i guess not autopsies but what are the necropsies on the animals and um they you know the the people that examine these animals say that there is no earthly way that this is possible and makes any sense whatsoever like why would they say that why would they tarnish their credibility and if it was the government why wouldn't the government come around and be like well you guys can't say that to people publicly you know what i mean like you would think that they would have a way or i guess maybe they would want them to say that to people so that it throws you off track because you think it's aliens and not the government so i mean it is a weird thing i mean either way i think that we we both agree i'm not saying that it's aliens i don't know i think it's odd well that's that's the point kind of of uh of this book and and just in general is just that what has the government really done a good job so if all this alien stuff is real like they've done like the world's worst fucking job keeping it a secret well because i don't think personally i think that that is because they don't know as much as we give them credit as a collective of knowing they don't know shit and that's what i think I think that's a possibility too, and, and that, I think that could be a little bit more than we do, but not nearly as much as people like to think they they know. Right, because I mean, no, I don't. The UFO thing is real, but I think you know the as I've all I've said multiple times on this show, a lot of the craft could be experimental craft. Sure, could be right. And it's it's better for us to just try to act like we don't know what they are and keep our mouths shut 
that it meant like, oh, that's an experimental craft or something like that. And now with this UAP thing and this like this the, the, the disclosure that we're supposedly inching towards, you know, it's just being handled in such a weird way. You got to kind of look at like what the con is here. Like, why are you now coming forward with this? Like, what's the what's the other shoe that's going to drop here? Is it that you're going to you're going to try to get us all hyped up to go to war with China or like another another country? Is it that you're going to say that, you know, aliens exist, but we don't know anything about them? You know, or is there a th- someone else going to pop up and say, yes, we have been. We've been in communication with them. This is all under control. You know, would we would we rather float, you know, a bullshit story about the aliens meeting with Eisenhower and coming up with some kind of treaty just so that our adversaries think that, like, we have an alien treaty? Yeah, and they don't. (laughs) But we really don't. And we're like, well, I really want everyone to think we do because they might, you know, and that's what all it is. It's just fucking bullshit. And like none of it's and, and the reality of the situation is, is that like. We have no idea what's happening. We have no control over any of this. You know, the reason that we go after civilians and steal their cameras when they take pictures of this shit is because we want pictures <laughs> that they have because we need all the pictures we can get because we're trying to figure out what the fuck is going on. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. And I think I mean, that that's, I think personally, just in all my research and everything that I've looked into, I think that that's most likely the case and that's what's what's happening i mean i would like to entertain the idea that this is just kind of experimental craft and and it's man-made except i i know the science and i know that the science says that it's still not possible and you know even though i i I know what other people say well they wouldn't tell us what's possible and what's not that's not true in scientific community you're free to have your own private labs and you know you're it's much different the government doesn't own science right and so they don't have a market on that now could they have their own team of scientists developing other stuff sure of course they couldn't do they have endless money to do it sure of course they do but the science that we're seeing and these crafts that we're seeing goes way 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 beyond that and so i think that we don't know shit and i think that we do probably have men in black and i think that they do probably visit because they want to know what we know without telling us that they don't know what we know and they want to act like they know so that they're intimidating so that we talk to them and we give them information i think that i think that like i said i think they know a little bit more than we do but not much (laughs) well no i agree with you and i think that's that's how this kind of ties into the cattle mutilations is that once you admit that they're trying to control the narrative by creating one of their own because the actual narrative is we don't know what the fuck is happening so they create this story that's going to be the fucking story then they're going to try to fold as many things as possible into that story oh sure and and the cattle mutilation thing for them to like kind of sideways attribute that to the ufo is just another way of them controlling the narrative and taking attention taking uh attention away from what they're doing like we are we are doing this but uh, we don't want eyes on it, so let's just add it in the in the UFO myth- mythos because, like we keep saying, it really doesn't fit. Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't it really fit sense. the mythology. Right. So l- let's at least entertain the idea that that's because it was sloppy storytelling, and that if this was a fucking, if this was a, if this was the Star Wars franchise and the Marvel franchise, it would be cleared up. It would be reckoned in the reboot. You know what I mean? Like, which is what they're fucking doing right now with this UAP shit. They are rebooting the mythos. 
okay? And I, I honestly believe that's what's fucking happening. And I think that like this cattle mutilation shit, they're bringing it back because they're trying to, they're trying to figure out what the fuck to do to it because like like I said, man, the abductions, the mutilations, they don't make a lot of sense with this new direction with the stuff that's being released from the government about, you know, the, the UAP disclosure. Sure. And I think if they're if it doesn't fit and it doesn't make sense, then it just is bullshit. And there you go. <laughs> what if the government now here's this for a second. Here's my hot take. What if the government noticed that cattle mutilations were happening and they were unexplained and they were like, hmm, that's weird. But you know what? We could probably get in on some of this. And then they that's when they started mutilating cattle for whatever. And they're just like, we could just blame it on those guys because they were already fucking doing it. So No, I, I honestly I believe the uh what is it, the Project Gas Buggy theory, which is that they were they were experimenting with early fracking and uh it kind of went one of one of the one of the nuclear detonations went sideways. They released a bunch of poisonous gas in the atmosphere. They wanted to see how it was affecting the environment, you know, and they did this and um, they just kind of, they made up some spooky stories and, you know, people kind of bought it and went with it. And then moving forward, you know, maybe there's copycats, maybe there's predators that get folded in, you know, they get folded into this you know it, it, once you get that snowball going it just kind of keeps rolling down sure maybe they're still doing it maybe they who know you know what you what did you just say like the the latest hotspot is fucking portland yeah because they're probably <laughs> this is this is me just unsubstantiated fucking spouting off insanity maybe it's because they're chemtrailing the shit out of that place right now because of all the fucking social unrest that's going on there and they're cutting the cattle up to figure out how bad they're fucking with the water you know what I mean? Well, like, Oregon's been a Oregon's been a leader in cattle mutilation forever since it's been happening. Oregon's been like the, the one of the, like the number one spot in the U.S. that that cattle mutilations have been happening, and that is that has been the newest, um, you know, string of of cattle mutilations is is there. But it could be. I mean, it could be because you know I don't know. I don't believe in chemtrails as a thing, but that's just me. But oh, I do. Dude, I have I have pictures of that shit. I one hundred percent believe in that. I mean, I've seen it, but I don't think it's anything that I don't think it's anything nefarious. I mean, as weird as it sounds, I don't think it's anything nefarious. But that's maybe a topic for another day. But um, you know, that's been going on for a while. So I mean, why is it going on now? I mean, what would be happening now? That I mean, like you said, it could be tied to something like that or some type of experiment in the area. People went crazy in Portland, and they tried. Then they start their own fucking city or something like. They had a demilitarized zone, and and someone took over it. And then they, and what's in the city though? That's not in the farm fucking country land. Like, but if you, dude, if you're spraying shit in the air to try to pacify a whole entire town, you you know, and then you want to see how much of it's leaked into the environment. Like, all right, let's pop down there and cut up a fucking cup of cows. And well, yeah, but this has been going on for years and years and years and years. Like, this isn't a new thing. This has been going on. And so, I mean, obviously, they something would have to be, you know, cleared in Oregon. I mean, they just decided that that's their, you know, one of their testing sites. I don't know. Um, but, you know, like I said, Oregon's been a leader in cattle mutilations forever, which was why I'm surprised. Like, so you talk about the book and you talk about, you know, kind of that weird Arizona, Colorado, New Mexico kind of area. 
which makes sense because you have you know you, you've, you've got two major bases right in that area but all the same shit was going on in oregon at the same time on a bigger scale so what where does that fit into the picture i mean just either way period none of the explanations that are given for cattle mutilation makes any sense none mm-hmm. of it really fits and so what if we're just wrong about all the shit it's just something that we don't even we haven't even fucking thought of it's ghosts it's obviously just ghosts guys it's just ghosts they get hungry and they eat the eyeballs out of cows i don't know you know i don't know um but that is what makes it weird but why do you think that people don't talk about it anymore like they used to is it just me am i the only one that remembered that cattle mutilation was like a thing you know or i mean was that something pat that was relevant and and you're, you know, a hundred years ago or yeah, one of the years ago. Fuck you. Get your mediocre titties out of here. Mediocre titties. Statistically average bust. <laughs> um, no, I don't know. I think, uh, I think it's just kind of, you know, here's the thing about the public. We get tired of beating our heads against the wall. That's true. And if you're not going to give us a solution, we're not going to give a shit about the question anymore. And, you know, they're kind of tantalizing us with a solution with all this UAP disclosure. But realistically, you're probably not going to get one, you know. But uh, I don't feel like they can, they, can, they can give us an answer to the cattle mutilation thing because the answer is, uh, yeah, we, we were fucking with the environment. We wanted to see how bad it was or we made <laughs> we, we accidentally released some shit into the, into the environment. We were just seeing how, if it got into your water or not. And that's why, you know, everyone, stop myself before I say that. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I I think there's the reason it's kind of been, there's been a lack of interest is because we're not getting anywhere with it. Okay. We're not getting anywhere with it. You know, we just got bored. But think about it. I mean, there's no, you know, the, the thing about the cattle mutilations is that like to get even a, to get even a halfway answer is to open up a hornet's nest. You know what I mean? Even if we could if we could narrow it down between the government extraterrestrials, that in and of itself is fucking huge. Forget about cause. If we, you know, the reason for them doing it, if we just knew who was doing it, not even the why or how. Boom. Like huge huge, huge fucking game changer right so like you can't even answer part of that question right um and so that's why i don't think we're gonna get answers to it okay you know i mean because that's why i think it's gotta be it's gotta be some some shit they're doing for some reason they're testing something in the environment okay you know That's uh, Doctor X's hot take on <laughs> cattle mutilation. I brought that name back for at the right episode, didn't I? <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> Fucking perfect timing. Yeah, I don't know, guys. Um, I don't know about this one. You know, it's not one that I've spent personally a lot of time with. Um, you know, just because it's not that it's not relevant. I mean, I guess there you go. I'm bored with it. It's boring. It's a brick wall. Um, I feel like there's really nowhere else to go. There's no new evidence aside from the fact that we know that it's still happening to this day. Right. Um, and so, you know, therefore it just doesn't really, you know, I, I, I can spend my time doing other things. 
<laughs> you know, and that's um, not that it's not interesting. Of course, you know, when I was a, a young weirdo, I, you know, had my, my, my time, you know, reading about cattle mutilation. But, uh, <laughs> you know, now as an adult, like I said, it's just not one that I focus on too much. But, you know, as, as the stories do develop, you know, we do like to deliver them to you as much as, uh, you know, they come out. We will continue to do that. Um, but maybe now with a couple of these theories in our back pocket, um, we can kind of pick apart the stories coming forward to see if there's any, um, anything that aligns with any of the theories. And I think that that would be kind of cool. So, yeah, I would say the next time one of these stories pops up in your newsfeed, look at the area, look at what's going on around there and just see if there's anything else in the area that could correlate or or if you could connect the dots yeah you know yeah i agree with that i mean and so well um like i said i mean we'll you know we'll probably explore those a little more in depth as as they come along you know going forward i think that would be cool um but if they happen some more we'll let you guys know when they do but uh what do you guys think about cattle mutilation do you think that it's uh what do you think you think it's the government do you think it's the aliens do you think it's the chupacabra maybe it's your satanic cult maybe you're in a satanic cult and you want to talk to us about your cult and how you guys mutilate cattle, um, you can do that by calling us at 773-59-WEIRD. So there's that. <laughs> but I don't have anything else to add. Do you have anything else to add? I think we should mutilate a cow on the, on the way to Crypticon. Okay. I can't do that. Okay. Uh, I, I think we we'll should see. go out that Friday night and, and fuck up a cow. And, and go fuck up a cow. Just to yeah. prove that we can or... Oh, I don't know. Probably not. That's probably a bad idea. Never mind. That's terrible. That's a terrible idea. Cows are beautiful creatures. <laughs> well, on that note, guys, now that there's a fucking cattle mutilation, and the government's going to pit it on us in Kentucky. You're just jealous their teats. No, you know what? I will say this. Uh, you know, if I said anything here that happens to be right, don't silence me. Uh, offer me a job. I will sell out. I will come work for you guys. I would love to work for like a propaganda generating think tank where I could just sit in the room with like four other nerds and we could sit there and eat fucking Fritos and shit, drink Mountain Dew and <laughs> come up with, come up with all of this shit for you guys to do. Give me a what fucking is, job, man. Pat you know. is looking for a job. I mean, Dr. X, Dr. X is looking for a job. <laughs> and uh... you could feed whatever bullshit stories you want through this podcast. Like when we do our, like you, no. we'll, We'll sell you that news thing. When, when when she goes to me, hey, hey, Pat, do you have any news this week? I will spout out whatever fucking bullshit you want me to say. If you want me to get up here and say that okay. the Russians are bad and that, you know, we, and whatever, I'll, I'll do it. I'll do it. You can, I'll, do, you can do that. I'll, I'll, I, I'll, I'll be the voice of reason, you know, I, but uh, I'm not going to I'm not going to kill your dream. I'll, I'll Dude, let you. I'll, I'll get you fucking new bricks with that CIA money. No. <laughs> new breaks <laughs> i need new boobs <laughs> <laughs> no i mean you can do that like i said you're free to do that but uh you know i can't uh I, I'm, I'm honest I'm, I'm the honest one i i will not sell out but um if you want to give pat a job please <laughs> yes i i miss my calling in life this book is making me realize i miss my calling in life i, I support you but uh anyway okay that's you know that's all <laughs> i don't think i got anything else to add um We'll uh, see you guys back here. We got one more Wednesday before CryptidCon. I don't know what it's going to be about, so we'll, we'll see. But uh, we'll see you guys next Wednesday.